Ladies and gentlemen, this is our 50th episode! Woo! I think we broke everything. Hey, there we go. All right, talk. Hey, there we go. Uh, oh! Hey, everybody, welcome to Listen Money Matters. Pass, go, and collect $200. My name is Matt, and I'm here, as always, with Andrew. Andrew, how are you, and what are you drinking on this rainy, cold Wednesday afternoon? Uh, I am awesome, and I am polishing off one of my last mission omission gluten-free pale ales. Hmm. Very tasty. Very tasty. Very robotic coming mm. from you. Am I? Yeah. Must be Skype. Ah, uh, being wah. robotic. Hey, it's 5.30. People are coming home from work, jumping on the internets, looking up their cat videos on YouTube. That's I- such important. Yeah, it's very important. I am drinking uh, Barnes & Noble Starbucks that I went and walked in the rain and cold to get to. I had to put on a pea coat, and it's friggin' almost May. And if you're listening to this podcast, it is May. And if you're listening to this podcast in 2016, it might be May. We don't know. <laughs> so so tell me, what's the difference between Barnes & Noble Starbucks versus Starbucks Starbucks? Uh, Barnes & Noble only has one flavor. That's the difference. Just coffee? Just coffee. Whatever their standard is. What if I'm going to go to regular Starbucks. I could pick from you, a couple. You can get coffee. Yeah, I could pick from a couple. This time, oh, okay. just one. And I got, uh, I, I treated myself and got some uh, Reese's peanut butter cups. I'm not a Ooh. big candy eater, but I like my Reese's and I like my peanut butter. So that's what I did. Before we get started, if you have any questions about personal finance, including income, debt, budgeting, or investing, shoot us an email with your question to listenmoneymatters at gmail.com. Also, we want your submissions for catchphrases at the beginning of the show. Today's catchphrase was pass go and collect $200, and that's because we're going to talk about that in a second. But if you do have a catchphrase for the show, send them via Twitter to at Money Matters Man. We want to hear from you, and we want to answer your questions on the show. And if you pass go and you collect $200... Share it with us. Sh- yeah. I would like half, <laughs> half, $100. We could split. Half isn't too much to yeah. ask, right? The reason <laughs> the reason we chose to go with that catchphrase is because today we're going to talk about lessons learned from the game of Monopoly. Financial lessons. Financial lessons learned from the game of Monopoly. I am holding up a fake monocle to my eye. <laughs> Twisting your handlebar mustache between your fingers. With some mustache wax. <laughs> this is all right, dude. Oh, look, I'm just gonna be honest. I'm gonna lay this out there. I am gonna be on a caffeine like mega kick in a second. So this podcast might you might have to like slow down the podcast in order to understand the words that are coming out of my mouth, Chris Tucker. So you know, completely. Uh, I'm just I'm just I'm just warning you now. But uh, I I came up with this idea in my head. I don't really. I've never really played Monopoly. Have you played Monopoly? Like you, you never really played Monopoly. I, when I say I never, were you really, a child? When like, I say I never really played, I never really finished because as that Dane Coke, uh, Dane Coke, as that Dane Cook joke ends, I usually end up flipping over the board in rage and and walking out and storming out because 
it's very frustrating. And I and I, there was this one girl that we're friends with, and she may or may not listen to the podcast, and I don't know, but hey, Courtney. She uh, cheats <laughs> every time we play Monopoly in the Poconos, which is one time. And uh, it's kind of ruined it for me ever since. So I know they have, like, the new ones where it's, like, all digital and, like, you use debit cards instead of all that crazy paper colorful cash. Oh, my God. So they removed counting from Monopoly? They removed – yeah. Well, I mean, technology, right? So why not? Okay, I guess. I'm, I'm all about it. Quite frankly. Then, then you could buy all your property and not know how much money you have and don't have, just like real life. No, you can just you just scan it on your little thing and you can you know how much is in your on your card. But huh. I guess just like real life, it's not like you don't have the iPhone with Mint. You can't like well, check. What your do mint. you have to? What do you have to like break a five hundred dollar bill and you know? It's just, uh, I, you know what? I don't know how it works. I'm just I thought that was the fun of Monopoly. You know, going to the banker and breaking no, your five hundred. I'm pretty sure that was that was why people played. Yeah. Well, not not why I played. I played to win bitch that's how i do it didn't sound like you won that much flipping no. the board over and shit <laughs> well i did <laughs> you know that's how i that's when i would win i would flip the board over and then just every- walk out you'd like, win by ruining the game for everyone it's kind of like dropping the microphone after a great set you know just drop the microphone walk off that's what i would do and then when you get like behind the curtain they're like dude that was a 500 dollar mic you owe us 500 dollars <laughs> oh all right so there, you looked up some stuff online about True. about things. So uh, I want to. Can you hear those people in the background? By the way, no. Oh, good. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Continue. Yeah. So I want to um, give some like legit uh, advice on how to actually win at Monopoly, mm-hmm. and then I want to talk about like the the actual lessons that you'll learn, like from Monopoly, and you can apply to your own life. You know. Like like luck is a part of life, you know stuff like that. Luck is a part of life. As that's got to be some like Sinatra classic. Nowadays. That's got to be something. <laughs> if it's not, I just made it up, and Michael Bublé should pay me the royalties to sing that song on stage. Go ahead, continue. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Goule. Told you the caffeine's kicking in now. Yeah. So uh, all right, let, let, let's front load the episode with um, how to win real quick. <laughs> okay. How to win at the game of Monopoly. Now, you're talking about the game, not like life's Monopoly, not like Comcast Monopoly, right? Not well, like AT&T If you have Monopoly. a Monopoly like Comcast, you've already won. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. But uh, All right. so uh, this guy said he, uh, he does like the statistics. Mm-hmm. This guy um, on the internet, he's called Dice Maestro. And he, uh, he broke it down statistically. Uh, all the different property sections by visit probability, expected income, and ownership cost. And he said that um, a group of properties would be desirable if you took the visit probability and multiplied it by the expected income and then divided by the ownership cost. You still with there? there yeah, I'm still with you. I just had to turn the video off. Oh, okay. So uh, – what what happens is uh, number one on the list. So the desirability can go like I guess up to five, but uh, the highest property is only three point four eight. Um, this is a scale so, this guy made up, right? Yeah, yeah. All right. And um, desirability is three point four eight for Orange, which is right next to free parking, and it's got uh, um, 
oh my god i opened up a board with two with different property names on it i'm like and it has a fleet street old kent road wait a minute that's not real property it has like st james and stuff like that oh okay in orange i gotta yeah up, i want to pull up a monopoly board i'm staring at this stuff like i'm looking at boardwalk and it says mayfair and i'm like um i don't remember that property hmm but but yeah so orange is the most desirable orange is and, the new black can we can we agree on that there you go. Oh, so first you want orange yeah. properties, then you want red. So basically the most valuable properties are on either side of free parking. Then uh, then it kind of like drops off a little bit, and the next one is yellow. So that's like um, Atlantic Ave, those ones. Okay. Then, uh, then purple, so the one next to jail and also next to orange. And then it like continues to be basically uh then it goes to dark blue so it's like boardwalk and stuff which i think is interesting because uh boardwalk and park place are the things that everyone competes over but it's a third worst property set to own really yeah the only worst ones are the two first properties on the board basically like the baltic ave and like oriental whatever like the the first strip those are just like the worst like okay so and, and and not to cut you off or anything but apparently you cannot find a monopoly board online to look at it's literally <laughs> impossible i've i've been looking this entire time you've been talking and i cannot find one that has the actual names of the like and i know Wait, they have are like, you are you being facetious or you're actually being no i'm being dead friggin' serious and i think i know why too because i heard according to um yeah i'm looking at a king's cobra Natty Ice, Old Milwaukee, those are not real places. Yeah. What the <laughs> hell? Okay, Natty Ice is a real place, and it tastes terrible. Well, apparently, but- uh, according to Seth Godin, like, you, you can't use the Monopoly guy for anything. Like, like Parker Brothers or, or – uh, yeah, Parker Brothers just, like, lo- has all that shit on lockdown. Huh. Yeah, Yeah, because so- I'm actually looking, too. There's, like, World of Warcraft Monopoly. I mean, like, you find every type of Monopoly possible except for legit Obamopoly. <laughs> Obamopoly. <laughs> all right, well, let's do this. I think we've wasted the listeners' time with how to win, <laughs> unless they want to know. Well, I mean, I, that's that's like really important, winning in Monopoly. How are I, you going to show your children what's up? I want to know how this correlates to real-life personal finance. That's what I want to know. So, I mean, like I said in the beginning, uh, you know, luck is important. Yes. And I'm just going to like kind of read some of the, the things. I, I found a couple sites. I like uh, Bargaineering's. Uh, take, which Jim is actually Wang. Jim, yeah, Jim, Wang. Jim Wang. Yeah, written by Jim Wang. Uh, doesn't say when. But uh, he said, number one, passive income is the key to wealth. And passive. definitely couldn't be truer in Monopoly. How do you make passive income in Monopoly? By building uh, houses and every time someone lands on one of your properties, you they pay you? Is that how it works? Yeah. Yeah. And you don't have to do anything, right? You <laughs> built up your property. and I don't even know how Monopoly works. I forget. Oh. I, forget I literally forget how to play. I probably should have researched it. But uh, – so anytime, so even if you own the property and you have nothing built on it, if somebody lands on it, they pay you money. Right. And from what you're telling me, the best places to own are the oranges and the reds near free parking. Yeah. Hmm. Like far and away. Okay. I'm going to definitely play Monopoly very soon with people <laughs> that don't know that. So probably there dominant. you go. And, and so passive income. Now, uh, how would one make passive income outside of the game of Monopoly? Like – Let's say in real life. You could um, buy property like you do in Monopoly and then rent it out mm-hmm. like you do in Monopoly. Mm-hmm. And that's easy. They just yeah. pay you and it doesn't really involve any effort. 
Um, you could get stocks that have dividends. That's like a great passive income stream. Which I get from Betterment. Just so exactly. You know. okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, and then there's like tons of deviations on that. You know, you can get bonds or you know other types of investments. Uh, but but basically, um, or, or you could do something like you'd build Swim University like you <laughs> did, and then people can go and visit it and, and pay you money, and you could not you know work on it. You know, and I'll give a shout out too because if you're looking to do like a build a blog and make passive income that way. I think the go-to guy in that territory is Pat Flynn because he owns a website called smartpassiveincome.com. That's actually how I got into this whole thing. I was coming home from San Francisco and I was like, ah, you know, I, I need some passive income. And I, I found I just, this site. You're just coming home and I think I need some passive income, right? <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> yeah. sounds good. Good idea. Yeah, like, dude, I was I was just searching passive income, found a site. And he's like, yeah, so I, I make like $500,000 a month off my Whoa, blog. Okay. And I was like, oh, wow, yeah, I'm doing this like as soon as I get home. Sure. Okay. Um, what else did Jim have to say about Monopoly? Uh, an emergency, uh, emergency fund is essential. Okay. Which is true because you can get like just screwed in Monopoly. If you have all houses and stuff and you have to sell them to pay, like you, you lose a lot of money in that. So you could basically create an emergency fund? Yeah, you just don't spend everything you have. Oh, okay. just like just like real life, <laughs> just like real life. <laughs> Is this real life? <laughs> so uh, that, that's okay. pretty important, you mm-hmm. know. Because, like, like we say, I mean, yeah, you could always sell your investments, but like, damn, you, it might be a bad time. Yeah, you don't want to sell your investments. Okay, what else you got? Uh, he said, improve what you have, uh, which makes sense because if you build hotels on your property versus just one house, like mm-hmm. the payout's extremely higher. So, uh, so say that again. What was it again? Improve what you have. Improve what you have. Okay. Does that mean like, I don't know, doing a remodel to your home? Uh, if you're going to rent it out. Yeah. Improve your portfolio. Uh, so improve what you have could be like, you know, analyzing your portfolio and selling the underperformers, buying the over. But, you know, I, I think it's it's more in terms of like if you're going to rent out your apartment, like the like guy planned to, like fixing the bathroom up mm-hmm. so that you could rent it for an extra couple hundred dollars a month. Okay. I got you. It. Know. Yeah. Cool. I I hope the, the next one doesn't apply to most people, but he says, use jail to reflect, refresh, and come back stronger. So I guess if you do make it to jail, be sure to reflect, you know. I guess it's all you really can do in jail. Well, listen, I'll go, I'll go this far. I mean, if you're a major banker and you got hotels and you're, you're doing well in Monopoly, chances are you're never going to go to jail. I'm talking about in real life. True. <laughs> You might pay a giant fine, but come on, you're not going to jail. We don't we don't put people in jail in this country who are wealthy. No, because we want them to, you know, be wealthy, have boats and stuff. I know. Sickening. Anyway, uh so don't go to jail, but he's what is he implying here? Like you just need time to like restart, like recharging. So maybe this is take long vacations. Perhaps. Yeah. There you go. Reflecting on one of the other episodes. Yeah, the importance of taking a vacation. Guys, you need to recharge once in a while. You can't be working all the time. Yeah. And if you can't afford dude, if you can't afford to go to Florida or, you know, London, just just go to jail. It's way cheaper. (laughs) Go to 
just uh, commit. Oh, no, I'm not even going to say it. Like, commit a horrible crime and go to jail. No, you don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what the bail is and the fines? I mean, you don't want to pay that. Yeah, it's... it's... But no, you got to recharge, man. I, I need it. I, I need to take vacations, and I do come back better. I don't refreshed. do that. <laughs> so I can't even need <laughs> my own advice. Soon, dude, soon. Oh, maybe. Well, yeah, I might go on a road trip soon, so who knows? That might be more work than it actually ends up, you know, I don't know how much relaxing is going to get done when I'm constantly drinking and driving. Not at the same time. I mean, drinking, staying over in a hotel, waking up, and then driving to the next city. So, just in case. I, I'm not, I don't I condone don't drinking and driving. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So, what else you got? Uh, life isn't fair. It's what you make of it. And he, he goes on to say that everyone starts off with $1,500 and their butts on to go. Uh, so it's equal, right? And he says, no, because someone goes first and they have an advantage. They could buy the properties before you. Hmm. So it's a good point that um, it's gen- things are generally not fair. Like if you're starting a business, there's bound to be other ones that exist before you and you just got to make what you can out of it. Hey, what's that saying that's like, Success is the crossroad between opportunity and something. No, uh, so I don't know if I, I'm pretty. This might be saying I, I think it's um, luck is, is yeah. the like the oh, meeting on. of opportunity and uh, shit <laughs> Pre- preparation. There you go. Yeah, luck yeah. is the meeting of opportunity and preparation. There you go. So God, this this memory is so good. I have. I can't even English. You can't even English. That's right. It's from oh. uh, Simpsons. Okay. So uh, so basically life's not fair. Right. <laughs> I don't know if that's good advice, but he definitely learned it from playing Monopoly. No, I mean it, it's it, – it's that it's not fair. Like basically like deal with it. Like just yeah. uh, like you know, do what you can. Right. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. To, it's not going to be fair. Don't use an excuse because it's unfair to everybody. Mm. You know. Mm-hmm. Except for the guy who went first. Right. Um, his next one is, which, which is really interesting, it's, uh, it's life is about relationships, which I think is so true, and especially in Monopoly because you can cut these crazy deals. You can cut whatever deals you want. Are you, so you can make deals with people? So you said you have played Monopoly? Are you, Dude, you, I played Monopoly when I was a child. So did I. I haven't played it for a while. I have no idea what, how the game is works. And probably a bad topic for me to choose and come up with for this podcast since I've like, I didn't, I haven't played it since I was like, I don't know, maybe 15. But Dude, here's what we got to do. In mm. our Better Know a Millionaire segment, yeah. we got we to gotta ask them if they played Monopoly and if they played it often, I wonder if there's a, a relationship between people who play Monopoly and people who are millionaires versus people who haven't and are not. And uh, and you know what that would mean? I'd have to start playing Monopoly more. You have a lot of catching up to do, yeah. I have a ton of catching up to do. <laughs> can you play Monopoly online? I don't have to like buy a board and like invite people. Oh, over. yeah. Dude, you can get an iPad app. Just like play it on there. Oh, hell yeah. I, I have it. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. But then you got to make relationships with the people who you're playing with so you can cut deals. True. And, and they say, you know, it's all about who you know when it comes to getting a job. Uh, even like what we do with podcasting and 
uh, with b- writing the blog post. It, it's all about networking. That's how seriously, oper- and you know, it's it's that's how you. Uh, that's how we sometimes get people on the show that we don't know. We get introduced by other p- guests on the show, and it kind of just we just build these relationships with people. Um, which I mean, I don't think that's not translating to money, but definitely the job situation. Most of the jobs that I got in my life were were because I knew somebody, I had a connection, or I built a relationship. And it could have been my parents, or it could be a friend, or it could be you know just an acquaintance who you know put a good word in for me. That happened once, and that worked out. So yeah, it's all about who you know, building relationships. It's important. People need people. You know, that's why True. we have communities. You know, that's why in in uh, I Am Legend, you know, he has he, those mannequins all over the place. I think I mentioned this before on the podcast, but he has those mannequins all over the place because he needs human connection somehow, even though he's alone. And that's why he was so sad when the dog died. Spoiler I was just going to say that was, yeah, that was really sad. Yeah, spoiler alert. Um, I think I'm, I might have cried. I mean, that movie's been made three times, so. Made uh, three times? Yeah. What? It's been made three times. Oh, with different actors and... I Am Legend, mm. which is the name of the original book. Right. Then it's uh, Omega Man. And then I believe uh, there was a Vincent Price movie, but I don't remember the name. It could be I Am Legend. Hmm. Omega Man, I haven't heard of, but... Oh, Charlton Heston, dude? Mm, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm going to have to look that one up. The Last Man on Earth. And it was Richard Matheson's 1954 novel of the same name, I Am Legend. And then uh, Last Man on Earth was made in 1964. And oh, the that Omega- would explain why I don't know it. Yeah, and the Omega Man was in 1971. Oh, yeah, that would explain why I don't know either of them. But you totally I- should. Omega, man. You know, it's really funny when you look these things up online and look at like the covers. Mm-hmm. Like Last Man on Earth, you're like, oh, my God, this is such an old movie. Yeah. It almost it almost like baffles you that the cover is in color. And I was right, Vincent Price. So, uh, way to get off on a tangent there about movies again. <laughs> um, all right, so it's all about who you know, making connections, building relationships, joining a community. I like it. What else we got? Uh, there's one left. Oh, there's um, only one left. There's one left, and it is there's only one winner. There's only one winner. I don't. Think I understand. He hasn't really explained that one. Oh, he's okay. like he's like in Monopoly there's only one winner. Um But in life there are multiple winners. And actually he's like he's like, well, this is like a, a teaser for the left personal finance lessons I unlearned from Monopoly. Wait, there's a whole nother thing? So he oh, so I'll go through that one really quick. I didn't even realize that he he had that. It was actually pretty clever. He tied them together. But uh he unlearned that expensive isn't necessarily better, and which is kind of actually what we talked about in the beginning, how like Boardwalk Park Place is actually the third least desirable property set to get, where everyone usually chases after that. Right. Um, money doesn't solve all problems, uh, and that's interesting because uh, you got those community chest cards. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah. Um, going to jail is not awesome. I'm not sure how I came up with that one. <laughs> Going to jail is not awesome. <laughs> one of I the, agree. One of, one of the lessons you learned is, unfortunately, not everyone plays by the rules. Right. Um, bankruptcy is not the end of the world, which is interesting because you can always 
cut deals and monopoly to escape bankruptcy. And you can bounce back from bankruptcy. I know a lot of people who have. Yeah, seriously. You got seven Same. years or whatever the hell it is. I believe it's seven years. He says uh, life isn't about winning, which is true because you're really only competing with yourself. So um, got to beat yourself. It's not what that is big. the meaning of life? Um, I, for that, you're going to have to watch The Lion King. Okay, weird. Is, isn't That's there like the a circle of life, dude? So, damn it. <laughs> it made a lot of sense. Like, what the hell does that have anything to do with the meaning of life? If that, anything, you could have said Monty Python or something, and I would have understood that, that. That was me thinking on my feet. <laughs> the circle. The circle. <laughs> I, I want to break out in the song. I'm not going to, but it's the circle of life. All right. Uh, to Sounded like Bette Midler, you know, after uh, 50 cigarettes. And then the last one is income tax is awesome. And then he's like, oh, wait, no, that shit sucks. Mm. Income tax does suck. <laughs> yeah. Wait, Basically, he actually says everyone... it that way? He says, income tax is awesome. No, wait, it actually sucks. He's, no, he's like, oh, wait, no, that wasn't a lesson I unlearned. Uh, is, that, was, that was also me thinking of my feet. Oh. You know, ad-libbing ad two words. Ad-libbing. Okay, so, yeah. so what is it? Income debt sucks? Basically. Income tax sucks, I mean? Sorry. Yeah. Probably yes. could have sat on his first list of what he learned. Yeah, I don't think we needed to learn that from the game of Monopoly. I think we all know that it kind of sucks. Basically. But it's it's a necessity. It's a necessity. It's a necessary evil. It's a necessity of life. Got to pay for bridges like, and roads, uh, man. True. And tanks and, and bombs. And Obamacare. <laughs> Obamacare. <laughs> yeah. Got to pay for me to have you, health you insurance. Ha you don't even have it, do you? I don't even have Obamacare because I missed a deadline, so let's not talk about that. Yeah. So you're, you're paying a fee. That's why I'm You're staying in my house and podcasting for the for the rest of the year, at least until <laughs> November, just in case anything happens. That's the true reason behind Money That's Maze, the, because yeah. Matt can't leave the house. <laughs> just in case I get, like, you know, injured, I got to be careful. Sometimes it looks like you're, you're straining your neck when you're talking to Mike. You got to be careful. <sighs> All right. Uh, so is that it? Is that it for the list? Uh, that's it, man. All right. So let's recap real quick. What did we learn from... Uh, Monopoly. Uh, we learned um, that that passive income is key to wealth. Cool. That uh, luck is a part of life. Take advantage of it. Mm -hmm. An emergency fund is essential. Improve what you have. Use jail to reflect, refresh, and come back stronger. Let's uh, let's opt at with vacations or vacation, mm -hmm. whichever mm -hmm. you prefer, jail or vacation. Mm -hmm. Um, life isn't fair. It's what you make of it. Life is about relationships. There's only one winner. And then we can unlearn that expensive is, isn't necessarily better. Money doesn't solve all problems. You don't need luck. Going to jail is not awesome. I think that's probably debatable. Unfortunately, not everyone plays by the rules. Bankruptcy is not the end of the world. Life isn't, isn't about winning. And income tax is just always shitty. Let me ask this question. I like the wrap-up. Mm. Is this in any kind of graphic? No. Like an infographic? I know that Monopoly and Parker Brothers like does n do not like people um, using their trademark icons. Right. So I don't know if it would be an easy infographic to create, but it would be a cool one. 
I would say, dude, make one and then uh, read what you can't add and just take that out. Like, put the Monopoly guy with like, like without a monocle. <laughs> I'm sure. And he's like, he's, he's not the Monopoly guy. I'd he's rather, just a random rich dude. I'd rather not get a cease and desist letter for a friggin' infographic, personally. True. Um, but thank you to Jim Wang for that article on bargaineering.com. That's awesome. Hell yeah. Yeah, we didn't have to do the research. We we came up with the idea, and then you Googled, and then there we go. Boom. Thank you, Jim. Friend of the show. <laughs> He's pretty. That was a pretty awesome episode. For sure. I really enjoyed talking to him. For sharks. Uh, so that's it. Right? You got anything else to add? Uh, Nope. Just go online and see if you could find a real picture of a Monopoly board. Oh, and Apparently, you want to that's you, not a thing. It's very hard. You got to type in original Monopoly board. Uh, that's how you find it and you didn't you mention before we got on that you have like some sort some graph or something that um that you said you wanted to put up oh yeah so i'm gonna give you the uh this chart okay uh basically the properties the probability the desirability so when you're playing monopoly you could use this as your cheat sheet Mm. to know what to buy not what what not to buy remember life isn't fair and people don't always play by the rules boom boom Thanks for hanging out with us today. <laughs> and remember, if you have any questions you'd like us to answer, please email us at listenmoneymatters at gmail.com. We really, really want to hear from you guys. Again, I'm going to say it again because I want people to email us. <laughs> listenmoneymatters at gmail.com. And I also, I thought I said it pretty fast because of the caffeine's like kicking in. I'm like going a million miles an hour. Yeah! <sighs> if you like the show, if you like the show, and I hope that you do. Please leave us a review. I'm a poet and I didn't even know I was one. Please leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen. We really, really appreciate a review. And we always talk about a tool called Mint, mint mint.com. And we have a book that we wrote about using mint.com, becoming a master at it. And actually, it's very, very helpful. And if you use a tool Mint, I highly recommend it. If you don't use a tool Mint, I highly recommend you download it for free. And then buy the book and learn how to use it effectively. And it's at masteringmint.com. And if you enter the promo code podcast, you will get $5 off. And last but not least, if you want to learn more about personal finance and money management, we're always writing new stuff and posting up new episodes of this show at listenmoneymatters.com. So that's it. Thanks again for hanging out with us. And we look forward to the next episode. Andrew, goodbye, my friend. Goodbye, man. Later. Later.